that's what we want to uh, share in our teaching with the rest of us. A mom is one who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. A mom is one who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. This morning, we, we really want to celebrate our moms, and our hope is to encourage each mom that's listening, and whether you're here in person or you're online. And our encouragement to moms comes during the season of Easter tide. So Easter, we're celebrating over 50 days, not just one Sunday. And we are remembering the appearances of Jesus again and again and again after his resurrection. And these two themes, celebrating our moms and remembering the resurrection of Jesus, those may seem a little disconnected. But as I said in our introduction, I can assure you that they are very interconnected. And I want you to join me just on an adventure of discovery. Women, and in particular, moms, were essential to Jesus' mission. In the closing chapters of Matthew's story, we see women at the cross witnessing the death of Jesus, at the burial of Jesus' body by Joseph and Nicodemus, and they were first on the scene on the Sunday morning of resurrection. Who are these women? What, what did they add to the mission of Jesus? How can they provide encouragement to women, and in particular, moms, this Mother's Day? So if you, have, if you want to follow along, we're in Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to bounce into 28. But I'm going to read, I'm just going to kind of read, I want you to listen. Listen for women, listen for moms as I read. Matthew 27, verse 55 to 56. Many women were also there, looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and another mother who's not named, who was the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Who are the sons of Zebedee, those of you that are familiar with this story? Here is the mom of James and John at the cross. So many women... There are other women that are here that aren't named. There's many women. We don't know the number, but we're, there's more than three. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and this unnamed mother of the sons of Zebedee. Two of these women are mothers. Mothers are at the cross, looking on from a distance. I'm sure like everyone of the followers of Jesus. They're grieving the execution of Jesus. 
they're possibly attempting to comfort Mary, who likewise is at the cross. The one who bore Jesus is watching him die on a cross. Not only were some of these women mothers, they're, they're also disciples who are following Jesus. These women, like the men, are following Jesus, followed from Galilee, from Galilee to Judea. And Matthew tells us that they provided the physical needs, provided for the physical needs of Jesus and his closest disciples. What all I can suppose that that means is that they said, okay, boys, you're going to have a busy day. We're going to pack your lunches. Or maybe those days, maybe you don't have to pack lunch. Maybe Jesus is going to do something unusual and provide lunch for everybody. Uh, so I think they probably provided for the meals, and I think they probably did their best to provide for a place of rest. There's probably the, the occasion where they're uh, repairing some of the clothing that's getting torn as they walk along. So these women are there, their support team, and they're traveling along, following. They're learning from Jesus, just like the men. Then we go on from there to Matthew 27, 57 to 61. When it was evening of Friday, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, there was a rich man from Arimathea. His name was Joseph. He was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate, and he asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So, G so Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen, and laid it in his own tomb, which had been hewn from the rock. And then he rolled a great stone over the door of the tomb, and he went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. So two of the three women that are mentioned at the cross, here they are again. They're watching Joseph of Arimathea place Jesus' body in a tomb and roll the stone over that tomb. The other gospel writers tell us that Joseph was not only a wealthy man, but he was also a religious man. He was a Pharisee. He, along with Nicodemus, remember Nicodemus who came to visit with Jesus? Nicodemus joined Joseph on this day of burying Jesus. They were secret. It wasn't safe for them, being Pharisees, to announce to the rest of the Pharisees that they were followers of Jesus until this day. And they chose at this very important time something very brave, that they intervene, and they're going to take care of the body of Jesus. And they did that in a very short window of time. We're on the day of preparation for Sabbath. Jesus dies at 3. They have until 6 to get Jesus' body, to get to Pilate, ask for permission to take the body of Jesus and to prepare it for burial and to get home by 6 because Sabbath begins at 6. Now, without that, without them intervening, Jesus' body would have stayed on the cross, exposed to the elements and other things that happen when bodies die. So you could just see 
the care, the reverence, the love that these two have for Jesus. And I don't know this, but my, my suspicion is that the women stayed away. They watched because what Joseph and Nicodemus were doing was they were, ra- they were wrapping the body in linen. They were packing the body with spices. We were beginning the process. And maybe there was even some religious ceremony that went with that. Jesus was a rabbi. I don't know. But they're doing something, beginning a process. Then they, then they have to leave. And two women were there. They knew where that tomb was. They knew exactly where that tomb was. They, too, had to leave. But they had plans to return. So Matthew 28, 1 to 10, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came, rolled back the stone, sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards who had been placed there by the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders, shook and fell to the ground like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's been raised, as he said. Come and see the place where he he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He's been raised from the dead, and indeed he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is the message for you. So the women, they left the tomb quickly, filled with both terror and joy, running to tell his disciples. And suddenly, Jesus met them, saying, Greetings. Howdy. They came to him. They fell to the ground. They took hold of his feet. They worshiped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, again, at the cross, at the burial, back to the tomb, They've come to complete the burial process for the body of Jesus. They returned to the tomb. The earliest they could get there was after 6 in the morning on Sunday. When they returned in hopes of completing that preparation of the body, they didn't have any idea that once they got there, there'd be a great earthquake. And that earthquake was caused by an angel descending from heaven, rolling the stone that covered the entrance of the the, the tomb with a bright light emanating from that angel sitting on the stone that he rolled away and then speaking to them. Don't be afraid. All the while, the soldiers who are professional soldiers are on the ground quivering in fear. 
These two women are the first to hear the good news of the resurrection. The angel, he acknowledged, you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's been raised. Come and check out the empty tomb. And then they give, the angel gives them an assignment. Go, go quickly. Tell his disciples, he's been raised from the dead. And indeed, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you'll see him. This is the message. Go, go deliver the message. And so they do it. Exactly what the angel says. They, they, I mean, they laugh quickly. They're running. They're filled with emotion. But before they can complete the task assigned to them, Jesus meets them. Before they get out of the burial garden, Jesus appears. And he appears suddenly. And so again, you have this, this hurrying of the ladies, and then suddenly there's Jesus. They and they fall to the ground. Not out of fear, but out of love and out of adoration, out of worship. And Jesus repeats the assignment. Go, go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. It's women who were selected by Jesus, also by God the Father. He's the one who sent the angel with the message for a very important task. Their task was to compel the disciples to move out The disciples had good reason to fear the government of Israel, of Rome, of the temple. These leaders had successfully conspired to get rid of Jesus by execution on the cross. Since they could do that to Jesus, every disciple knew that they could do that to them. So I'm thinking that they are fearful that they too could be crucified. But it's not just the fear of crucifixion. Remember all of their hopes, all of their dreams of the Messiah with a coming new kingdom of peace and justice. All of that was pinned on Jesus. All those promises, all those hopes, all those dreams seem to have died with Jesus. So they're in despair. How could, the, how could they possibly muster the faith to believe again? Where would, where would the resolve to believe that he is alive come from? Go to Galilee. There you will see him. Really? How can we believe that? You feel the tension? Well, an angel didn't visit the disciples. Jesus didn't visit the disciples. Women did. And at least one of those women was a mom. 
a mom to a couple of those disciples. It was women. And in particular, today we'll underline mom. Mom showed up and provided the encouragement for the disciples to get up and get going. A mom encouraging her sons at a time of danger and disappointment. A mom daring her sons to believe again when all seemed lost. You know, and I've kind of, I mean, you have to read between the lines, don't you? Like Mary Ann encouraged our children. You have to use your imagination. (coughs) You know, when you're reading other gospel stories, when the women get to the disciples, the disciples are quick to say, we don't believe it. And I think that I'm accurate that Peter was like one of those that spoke up and said, I don't believe it. And then one of the disciples said, wait a minute, this is my mom. Peter, you can't talk to my mom like that. We need to believe my mom. A mom. A mom was there. And she and the other woman, they were successful. These 11 disciples went to Galilee. They left their place of hiding. They got over the cloud of discouragement, not totally, but they enough to get up and get going. They had two days to think about walking from Jerusalem to Galilee. But they got there. And they got to the mountain the mountain which Jesus had directed them to go to, and they saw it. They saw it. And most of them worshipped him, just like their mom did, the women did. They fell at his feet and worshipped him. Others still had doubts. So moms, I want to encourage you on this Mother's Day from the stories that we've read and reflected on. This is, what I, this is how I'd, I'd like to encourage you. I think the very best example that you can give to your children is your willingness to follow Jesus wherever he goes. He's on the cross, go to the cross. He's in the tomb, go to the tomb. Whatever whatever task he assigns you, follow him. Sometimes you follow him from afar. Sometimes you follow him at his feet. Just follow Jesus. That's the very best example you can give to your children. There are times that we try to substitute. Well, if we can just get our kids in the right youth group, let me tell you something. It doesn't work. Well, if we could just get our kids in the right church, it doesn't work. What we have observed, the very best thing that can happen with our children is that, Mom, you follow Jesus. That's what's going to tip 
in your kid's heart. And as you follow, be ready to worship Jesus at any moment he appears. <laughs> Become a worshiper of Jesus. If you're in a hurry, <laughs> what mom is not in a hurry? <laughs> if you're in a hurry and Jesus shows up, stop. And give him the worship that he deserves. If you are filled with conflicting emotions, and what mom isn't filled with conflicting emotions ranging from terror to great joy with the children that are running around the house. Stop and worship. None of us has to be in the right mood to worship Jesus. Whatever state we're in, worship. Even if an angel assigns a task to you, and you are, you are quick to accomplish that, that task, but Jesus shows up, stop and worship him. The ladies didn't say, well, wait a minute, Jesus, we'd, we'd love to hang out with you, worship a little bit, but we got the angel told us to do this. Jesus trumps angels, okay? We, can we, we got that right. You see, when you, Mom, when you see Jesus, you are able to help others see him. The women and the mom who saw Jesus at the tomb were able to compel the disciples and their son to see Jesus in death. Mom, you have the ability that once you see Jesus, to help others see him. And having seen Jesus, I believe that the Holy Spirit has the ability to empower moms and women to compel others to move beyond their fears and to move beyond their disappointments so that they too can see Jesus. It was women. It was at least two moms that impacted the original followers of Jesus. I believe the same dynamics are happening today. So moms, I want to pray a prayer for you. Okay? Thea? Holy Spirit, In this moment, encourage and empower each mom, each woman in our community. Holy Spirit, guide them to follow Jesus just to follow Jesus. 
May each woman, may each mom hear your encouragement and follow your instructions. May they see Jesus. May they worship Jesus. May they follow his instructions, resulting in others seeing Jesus and worshiping him. Holy Spirit, thank you for your help. And thank you for each mom, each woman in our community. In Jesus' name. just take a moment those of you that are sitting next to a mom and just you say your own prayer of blessing over the mom next to you for those of you that don't have a mom in the room say a blessing for that mom for those of us whose moms have passed uh, God has a great way of giving us a mom uh, so pray for that mom so just 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 take a moment to bless the moms. Can't can't do enough of that. Well, my hope is that today's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't figured out our day, but we're going to figure it out. 